Hi, my name is Lydia. And I'm Emma. And we're the hosts of Holy Ship. We are passionate about creating a space for women to talk about sexuality, their bodies, and all things relationships. We think that for so long, Christian spheres have often failed to address these topics with women in a healthy, shame-free, and open way. So welcome to Holy Ship, where we address all the taboo topics in a way that is honoring to you, your relationships, and God. Welcome back to the Holy Ship Podcast. This week is our part two episode on dating with the Rooted Life Podcast. So let's jump right into it. What happens if one of you dates a guy and either he doesn't like your close friends or your close friends don't really like him? Like, do you think there's this grace period of them trying to get to know each other? Is that an automatic no? Like, interesting. What are your thoughts on that? Mm, that sounds stressful. That literally makes my stomach turn. Oh, that makes my stomach turn. Stress. Is this like, are we needing personal advice, Lydia? <laughs> well, no, I haven't brought a man to you yet, have I? <laughs> I was thinking about my man. Oh. <laughs> it's like, so what if you don't like your best friend's boyfriend? How do you? I will that? say to the point that you made earlier about seeing like qualities in your friends that you mm-hmm. want to kind of emulate in relationships. Lydia has this incredible, like committed quality like she just commits to people commits Mm. to god commits to the lord like even when i'm i'm like a leaf lydia's like a tree (laughs) so that's one my my boyfriend is like that um but yeah but it can be tricky for friends Mm. to get along with boyfriends i'm sure i'm i'll eventually have this problem maybe maybe not maybe maybe not yeah i think it all depends on why Mm-hmm. because That's sometimes good. people don't like people like I'm gonna give you a very small example my mother is very outgoing like we yeah. go in the grocery store she's talking to every like as a kid I thought my mom had a lot of friends but it's she makes friends like she's loquacious and so I've noticed that when I meet women who are not bubbly I naturally recoil like I like lean back from women like that because what I grew up in is a mom who's like talkative and outgoing and so I naturally it's not that I don't like those people it takes me longer to warm up to them because it wasn't the kind of household I grew up in so I could have an aversion to a type of person that has nothing to do with that person and so you can have biases about someone and say I don't like them but it's like you don't really have any real reason so I feel like if someone does have that experience like having a conversation like well can we talk about what was it about him was it character wise or it's like a feeling like let's I think sometimes we say we have feelings, but giving somebody something practical and logical. I have a friend who is with somebody now, and when I first met him, we got in an argument because uh, she was intoxicated, and I was trying to make sure she would she was getting home safely. He kept interrupting, like saying mm-hmm. her name over and over again. I was like, "Hey, I'm trying to make sure she gets home safely. Like, can you?" I, I didn't know that was her boyfriend either because they had just started dating. I was like, hey, can you just hold on? Like, I'm trying to make sure she gets home safely. And he kept interrupting. I was like, hey, you're being really thirsty right now. I need you to fall back. Because this one, he's making me angry because I'm like, she's not, she's, she needs to get home safely. And she drove here. And now you're like impeding my ability to make sure my friend was safe. And so he got like up in my face and started yelling. And at that moment, I was like, oh, I'll never like you. And like my, my homeboys had to be like, hey, you can't. You can't walk up on her like that. And from that mm-hmm. moment on, I was like, I don't care what he does. I don't care how nice he is. That's his real character. And mm-hmm. I'm cordial to him. I'm nice. But I've never, that happened like seven years ago. I've never forgotten that. And so we never really had a conversation about it necessarily. But in my head, I'm like, to me, the way that you disrespected a woman you did not know, um, even if you were intoxicated, whatever reason it was. Like for me, I feel like I had a valid reason to not feel, because I'm like, I don't know if I feel safe around you. And I don't know if I feel safe for mm-hmm. her. And so that was one experience where I'm like, I don't like this guy. <laughs> like, I just don't know if he's a, a safe place for her. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it all depends on what they didn't like and are they able to buy some tangible, like practical reasons that are beyond like, I just, I don't know, I had a feeling like that's not really helpful for people. I heard a pastor um, recently, I was watching some relationship thing and a pastor was talking about how, like he was talking about family, but you know, friends are often like family as well. So he was saying, if the people who are closest to you in your life don't like the significant other that, or if you're in the dating stage, you aren't married yet, but the person that you're seeing that you want to be a part of your life, he was like, them not liking that person doesn't mean that you can't be with them. But he was saying you should really just like evaluate before moving forward in something more permanent with that person. So he was like, you know, that's okay. If like your mom doesn't like old boy, but like you don't want to move forward into a marriage with that tension of your mother doesn't like the man you want to marry. So what you want to do is actually like explore that and try to build some sort of alignment around to where people, the people that care about you the most and are in your life the most can at least get on board with this thing. And maybe it wouldn't necessarily like be their pick, but I think that to me was like helpful advice. Cause I actually, I think my perspective beforehand was actually a little bit more um, strict in the sense of like, well, if they don't like you, then I can't be with you. Like, what does that look like? Um, But I think it was helpful to see or to hear um, that pastor kind of speak to like, it may not be like the initial thing for whatever reason, Um, but to just make sure that you explore that because you don't want to start off like a lot, a lifelong partnership with someone with this like really um, heavy direct tension with the people that you love and care about. Cause that just puts a lot of strain on the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's all so good. I, I really like what you said about what the pastor was saying. And for me, a lot of times I don't like my friend's boyfriends right off the bat because I'm very strong headed and less times they're very strong headed mm-hmm. and we like disagree on something. And I'm like, well, it's don't over like for you. you. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but then like, after I actually get to know them for a while, I'm like, Oh, okay. like they're actually nice. And they treat my friend. Well, you know what I mean? So it mm-hmm. takes a little bit, but yeah. yeah, I really liked what you said about that. What do you guys do to like ensure you're maintaining healthy friendships outside of your relationship? You mean like, keeping up with your other friends that are not your romantic person. Yes. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes it gets hard because obviously you're used to spending a certain amount of time with your friends. And then once they're in a relationship that like time management changes a little bit. So like Mm -hmm. working to make sure you're actually still like staying friends, like having healthy friendships, Mm -hmm. but like also like adding a whole nother person into your life. Ooh, good question. I mean, I calendar everything. That's a very practical, easy thing, but it's like, it's like scheduling like you Morgan and I as friends like some months back she was like hey we do a lot of stuff for the rooted life together but we don't spend any friend time together I would like to spend friend time with you so now every month at the top of the month it's like hey let's get a date on the calendar we're doing just me and Mo we're going out to eat somewhere we're going to listen to music like whatever and so I think there is it requires intentionality to maintain any relationship but especially if you're going to be trying to balance a romantic relationship and your friendships. You still got your family, you got to check on, you got your work people. So I think it just requires a desire to want to be able to um, navigate and maintain those relationships. And also just like being honest, like if you're seeing a difference or a change in a relationship with a friend, um, I remember, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call us friends now, but someone that I was closer friends with had gotten into a relationship. I mean, I'm being honest. So we got, she got into a relationship and I just remember it was like off the face of the earth. And I'm like, 
you know, putting forth the effort as the friend to be like, hey, I haven't seen you. I would like to, you know, to continue to hang out, et cetera, et cetera. And I think if I was on the receiving end, like making sure that I hear and and value the feelings and perspective of my friends and not being defensive about it, but being like, okay, they're feeling this way for a reason. And so let me see what I can do in my sphere of influence to be able to change my schedule or get something recurring on the calendar. But um, yeah, I think it just requires being intentional because the time does get away from us and it's so easy um, to fill your time up with that person. Um, But then to also make sure they got their own community to go be with their own people too. Like, where are your friends? Go hang out with them so I can go hang out with mine. Um, And also, I guess, like trying to find opportunities to blend the two. It's like, how can we all kind of spend time together if there's an opportunity to do that? I think I would just add um, a lesson I feel like God taught me last year was that um, the word he gave me was like new seasons call for new rhythms. And I think that sometimes we just like the season we've been in. That you just kind of like Dory and I had a season where we could be on FaceTime all day during oh my day. god yes I remember we that. could just be on the phone all I don't even know how that was on the phone it all was day. pandemic too to be honest it was a pandemic it was pandemic our pandemic was, life was very chill. it was very comfortable <laughs> in some ways and very uncomfortable in others but yes you know seasons change I think that sometimes we are afraid to let go Mm-hmm. of previous seasons because we think that was the best it could ever be but correct it's like, just because it's different doesn't mean it's not good and to be willing to i think the one of the beautiful things about our friendship is that we've been willing to go with the ebbs and flows like things have changed and look different and to not be so so um so like tight grip to the past attached that we can't, yeah attached to the past that you can't find a new way of being that works so now a lot of our texts are like dms or like funny me most of our communication is memes and funny DMs and videos we watch <laughs> on Instagram. That is our primary Correct. communication. Correct. And that's okay. And that doesn't mean there's anything bad. There just will be ebbs and flows in our in our seasons and to find a rhythm and have a com- an open line of communication like Doreen is saying, like what does this new season require of us? And what's a new rhythm that works for this season? And there'll be seasons where we're like, hey, this rhythm doesn't work. What's something else different? But to, but to be willing to ebb and flow with the changing of the seasons, I think it's important because you could miss great friendships because you thought it had to stay one way all the time. And that's a sure mm-hmm. way to lose, to lose relationships. I think. I would add on that too. Like I'm thinking about, I had a, I've had a lot of closer friends get married within the last couple of years. And I think yeah. as the single person, it has also required me to just um, be more gracious in the fact that like a marriage requires a lot. And like mm-hmm. my, some of my girlfriends just simply do not have the same time that they used to have. Like my closest friend in Atlanta is now married and also has a child. And so like literally she and I, we catch each other when we can. And initially mm-hmm. I did have some feelings about that, you know, and I realized that I was taking it personally and right. not extending enough grace for a season that I know nothing about. Like she's right. a working woman a wife, a mother trying to keep up. They bought a house like she's just at a whole different place than I am. And so I think kind of building on what Morgan was talking about with new seasons and new rhythms, it's also like extending our friends grace in the time, mm-hmm. recognizing that like she can't be kiki with me forever. Like she gets 15 minutes in the car by herself to go to the store real quick. And that's our time, you know, and it's like when I can get to Atlanta to see her, it's great. But um, I think it's also just adjusting and and making the most of the time that you can have and allowing that to be sweet and meaningful um, instead of harping on like, dang, it's not like how it used to be. It just can't be like as we're growing and changing and 
and we have new responsibilities and we have to reprioritize, like some things have to shift in some ways. So good. I really like that, especially with like holding on to the different parts or different aspects of the friendship and those like seasons you have. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever really thought about that, but that is yeah. so true. And I think it is a easy way to ruin a relationship when you do try living in that same season, even though life's changing around it. So mm-hmm. I really like it. And I would add, it's okay to grieve that it's I different. just was about to say that. Otherwise, yeah. like if you move too, it's okay to be sad. Be like, sad about that, it. That it changed and it was really great. And now it's yes. different. Like, that's worth crying over whatever you got to do to process it. Like take the time you need to grieve that things have changed, but mm-hmm. then be open to what God wants to do. Cause his best is not in the past. His best is mm-hmm. always next, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of good. Come on. That's good. So just being open to like, God still has good things for me. Like that was good. Yeah. But he still has great things mm-hmm. in store for me. Yeah. It, I think too, like, since we're, we're talking about dating, like even grieving the stages of romantic relationships, mm-hmm. like to go from, when you first meet someone and like everything is just this like bubble of sunshine. And then literally I had the conversation with the guy I'm dating last night and we were like, dang, okay, now it's a little bit more serious. <laughs> like now it's, we're not in the bubble anymore. Like we're taking a different step. And literally we both were like, dang, I'm kind of sad. Like though I'm excited to take this step with you. And I also feel sad about like we're stepping into a new season and one of our closest friends just recently got married and I didn't really understand fully when she would talk about like grieving being single and then now being married and I didn't like fully understand it but now like it makes a lot of sense like you can desire something and still grieve this other season that you are about to let go of and that's okay and I I think that that's something that we often that's not what they put in the movie. That's not in the rom-com. Like the rom-com is you meet the person and your life is amazing because you've met the person. Um, but that is not necessarily always the reality. Like everything is a lot more complex than that. Kind of going off of that, how do you navigate being single, wanting to be in a relationship and that like waiting period? Mm. I, well, one thing I will say um, I did a devotion on the Bible app called Embrace Your Almost. And it was mm. by, um, it's over here. Her name is, I believe it's Jane Jordan. I was like, I thought it was Jane, but it's Jordan Dooley. And um, she has a book, I bought the book. And it's so, it literally kind of talks, it speaks to this. But one thing that stood out is this idea of like embracing your almost. Mm. And the idea that like, you have so much, so many more things make your life full right now. Like, yes, this is something that you're desiring and will add to the fullness of your life, but like spend time focusing on the things that allow you to feel full right now. And I think like when you look at your life, there are so many different things that you could like sit in the fullness of that. Like doing the rooted life with Morgan is like something that truly brings me absolute joy. It drains me sometimes, but it is like a joyful thing that adds to the fullness in my life. Like the same as like my relationship with my friends at church, the same as doing, getting to do the work that I do and lead a team and make an impact in the lives of students every day. So I think it's, it requires you like that waiting period requires you to actively be looking for the things that are fulfilling in the moment in time right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Because otherwise, you will look up and you'll be maybe at the thing that you were looking for all this time. And if you were desiring that so much so that you missed out on what you had at the present moment and you get there and you realize it's not really all you were cracking it up to be like, mm-hmm. it's not going to give you this new sense of fulfillment that you thought it was when you put so much emphasis 
sits on it and you put it on a pedestal and then you get it and you're like, oh, this is what it is. Okay, cool. Like, this is great. I love it. But like, maybe I could have sat in and really like enjoyed that thing that I had at the time um, or that I, you know, didn't that I kind of bypassed in the moment because I was so focused on getting to the next thing. I guess all that to say, like, embrace her almost. It's a great title. Such a good title. Mm -hmm. I think recognizing that it's going to be a cycle, like there's going to be days you're like, "Mm, the season I'm in is the best. And then there's going to be moments you're like, oh, I hate the season. And there's moments where you're like, man, the next season will be better. I think recognizing that it's okay if there's like (laughs) mountains and valleys in the waiting. I think if you look in the Bible, you see there's times where people who are waiting were like, crushing in times you're like man you should not have done that and so i think being <laughs> recognizing that it take it, it really is a journey you know that mm. word is a little bit cliche and i think for me it is always bringing my desires back to god mm. one because it's best in his hands my desires are best in his hand they are the safest and most secure in his hands but two for him to check me because i think sometimes for me my desires so quickly become idols mm. and i um equate god god's goodness to him giving me the one thing i want the most and, and for me, it's been like, check my heart, check, like, please don't let this become an idol. I don't want anything more than I want you because if I get it, it's going to destroy me because it's going to pull me away from me because it's already pulling me away from you now. And I don't even have the thing. And so for me, it's like, I keep bringing it back to me of like, God, this is what I want, but please help me to still want you more than that. Mm-hmm. And please help me trust that in your hands, my desires are safe, that my heart mm-hmm. um, is safe. And I think one of the enemy's greatest tricks for me in my own life, and I think we see it with Adam and Eve, is that he tries to make you think that God would hold out on you. Like he made Adam and Eve think that God would ever withhold a good thing from them. And he would mm-hmm. never do that. So for me, it's like not, and our one of our favorite pastors was kind of preaching on something adjacent to that. It's like, just not falling for that lie. Mm-hmm. And like when my brain tries to go there, my insecurities, the enemy tries to get me. And I'm like, we're, I literally will say out loud, I'm not doing that today. Like I am not doing that. I'm not going to believe the lie that God doesn't have good things for me. Like I'm simply not going to entertain these lies. And so I'll say scripture over myself or just be like, no, God has good things for me. And I think that in the waiting, he just tries to make you feel like you're the only one that doesn't have it. And everyone it's like, everyone does it. <laughs> and even the people who have it don't even, some of them don't know how to steward it, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think for me, it's like bringing those desires to God, trusting him, recognizing that it's going to have ebbs and flows. Um, and, and not falling into the lie that the enemy tries to trick you into thinking that you are somehow left out, that somehow God has forgotten or forsaking you, but to believe God's goodness and his character. And like, for me in this season, just like studying God's goodness. And it's, it's like, I'm studying his character in the Bible in study books. And I'm like, I need to have this down pat because there's going to be moments of insecurity where I'm mm-hmm. tempted to question whether he has good things for me. Mm-hmm. And I want to have my faith um, strong enough to be able to fight the lies of the enemy and my own insecurities and my own desires that are valid. And also recognizing like a lot of those desires come from him, like desire to be married, desire to have kids. Like it's not wrong to have it, but I just don't want it to supersede my desire to be near God and to want what he wants from me more than anything. Mm, that's good. Oh, I was gonna, sorry, I was going to add one more thing I thought about too. So we have a fight club, which is at our church, essentially just like a prayer group. Um, And there's four of us in it who have all been in like different seasons, Morgan and I being single and our other two girls, one was married last year. And then the other, we literally walked, (laughs) we walked with her from like meeting him first date all the way to they got married and we were in the wedding last weekend. And so um, like, I think it's helpful to when you're in this waiting period, like 
to have different people in your life that you love and care about, love and care about you in different seasons mm -hmm. to give you realistic perspective. Like yeah. part of the reason we get so infatuated with some of our desires is because we don't actually know what it tastes like. So we're just imagining mm -hmm. like, this is gonna yeah. be so sweet, so sweet, so sweet. And then you have somebody who's like, yeah, I tasted it, it's good. <laughs> also like trying to cut that thing up takes like everything out of you. Like someone who is going mm -hmm. to be able to give you this other side that you just don't know because you haven't had it, you haven't seen it. And I think for my personal journey, that sobering of the desire to be married mm -hmm. has been super helpful. Like when they talk about some of the things that they're going through, it's like, oh, okay, that's good to know. Like, let me, that's a good reminder. And kind of going back to what Mo was saying, like it's a good, it's a good way to get a quick heart check of like mm -hmm. this thing that you are like trying to put all your eggs in. Like, yeah, let's just remember like what this could look like when it's not at its peak. Like it's it's thriving. It's having its best thing. Like every single thing in life, because it's not perfect, because we're on this side of heaven, like is going to struggle in some way. Like mm -hmm. it's going to have hard seasons. It's going to be difficult. But we forget that sometimes when we're desiring something. And that's from marriage to anything else. We forget that, like, you know, that there will be like a hard time too, like and, and that will change. So. I think also just being in good, diverse community as it relates to relationships um, is also a helpful way to kind of navigate that season and, and to have people that you can ask questions and like talk to them who will be honest with you um, and share with you in that way. Um, I think is also really helpful. The last thing I'll say, we have another couple that um, I just adore, but they are older. So they're further along in the season. And by older, I mean, just older than us. They're not an older couple, but they are in their what late thirties. And so just seeing their relationship um, has been really beautiful too, just to understand like the longevity and some of the things that are required in order to have a lasting relationship. Some of the, the challenges that you may face mm -hmm. in a marriage um, and having kids and like what that really looks like. Um, so even having someone, you know, having more recent couples who are your age, who you can talk with, but also um, like a mentor's age level of, of a couple that you desire, that you admire, I mean, um, that you can talk to, I think has also been helpful for us. Well, thank you so much, Morgan and Dorian, for joining us on this episode on dating and sharing your insights on dating, relationships in all forms, um, and just how God has worked through your life. If you'd like to hear uh, more from them, you guys can find them on Instagram at The Rooted Life Podcast. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can either DM us or email us. Our Instagram is theholyship.podcast and our email is theholyship.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and we hope you have a great week.